Hey, want some original dungeon adventures? Would you like them all to fit on one piece of letter-sized paper? You seem like you're pretty much on the level, so I'll let you in on a secret. Head over to patreon.com slash goblinsgrowlers and join the $25 tier to get monthly one-page dungeons in addition to a bunch of other rewards. Patreon.com slash goblinsgrowlers. I wrote a story about dragons, you guys. There was like a narrative plot. There was... Are, are we really... Well, I don't doing... see any dragons here, but you know what I do see? A trail of popcorn. And I'm going to eat unemployed every Unemployed children. <laughs> unemployed children. And what I, what I see even further than that is a solution. This is Quid Pro Roll, a fantasy live play adventure where a party of unlikely heroes embark on a quest to bring dragons back to their world. Well, howdy, listeners. Welcome to the Daily Crier Listening Show, where all the news and varying and beyond can make its way right to you. Daily Crier HQ has been experiencing some odd weather lately. Uh, Fortunately, reinforced windows and walls are uh, keeping us safe, as long as things don't get too much worse than they are. For now, though, we're stuck inside. Much like Solonar, still stuck inside of his dream. While having a time of his life, Solonar is absent for the party retrieving and lugging around the mighty copper relic. There's something moving outside at the wagons. Uh, oh. Uh, fortunately, his friends, the living and slightly less murderous ones, expended every effort to locate their mysteriously lost road. It is cat-like in movement and prowling. Uh, two legs or four? Six. Well, all right. Um, light? Not without opening a door or window. So, Koza even tries contacting the golden-eyed entity, though to little effect. It wasn't until Johannes realized, falling asleep, could place him in the dreamlike realm once again. And uh, seeing Johannes in his memory seemed to cause enough dissonance to knock Solonar free of the illusion. And after a brief discussion with the golden-eyed being, they both woke up and rejoined the party (laughs) and preparing to climb back out of the temple. Nelson. Yep. There's more in the distance. Anyways, that's all the time we have for this one. Remember to watch over each other, and uh, uh, as always, y'all take care now. After your adventure in the Copper Temple has reached its ultimate zenith and you escaped the sewers of Tinkerhaven, you don't remember much until you all regain consciousness in your individual spaces within Sophia's house. You feel rested again and oddly stronger. Almost like, you know, if life had levels that you guys went up another one after your ordeal mm-hmm. in the Copper Temple. Just, just so you guys, uh-huh. it's an odd feeling. No, we got it. I feel like I have growing pains that have made me more powerful than I could ever imagine. I could slap somebody five more. 
five more what? I don't know. It just feels... <laughs> Bless you, Boat. It uh -huh. just feels like I can slap somebody five more <laughs> units. Oh, okay. Units of slap. Mm-hmm. So, what do you all want to do now? We do have to start making our way back to Alaria pretty soon. I mean, I want to make sure my friends don't kill each other. Well, we're not in town. Would be nice. How do you want to do that? Also, I don't know how long we were down there. Is there a chance that that... It's... Hasn't already caused problems? It's possible. I can't rule that out. I won't know until I check. So wait, are you saying that you want to essentially stop a war of thieves before we leave? Just as sort of a quick flyby? Uh, well, not not like a war. It's more like a personal feud between two thieves. Isn't that how most wars start? Usually there's like a national element to a war. Like, I mean, like some duke gets really pissed off at some lord, and then like they they start marching troops into each other's areas. And I'm not seeing the difference here. Mm. Point being, this sounds like it's going to be a very heavy lift for you. Um, so just want to make sure you're not setting un unattainable goals and setting yourself up for disappointment. We could just knock one of them out and drag them with us to Alaria. Or I could negotiate with them and whichever is the less reasonable, get them put in jail. And then they'll be safe from each other. Okay, anybody else have any last minute things to do that don't ultimately result in us having to intervene in the underground socio-political structure of a city? Um, I would like to make sure we, we, we say bye to friends we've made here oh yeah and also we gotta get some money to that guards kids but i don't remember his name yeah but that's we true would need to give him money yeah i must have forgotten about must have forgotten to write that one down yeah oh and that reminds me about the orphans too all right so we got to make a lot of money and we got to do it quick you guys have to give a lot of money to a lot of children <laughs> i'm in for making for money making schemes let's make some money while soul and i throw somebody in jail oh here's an idea Let's talk to some of Solonar's friends to literally make money because they're already criminals, so they probably know how to do it. You want to give the restitution money for your sins to the children? You want to give them fake money? I mean, you got to think about what is money. Money is worth as much as people believe it's worth. So if you create some very, very convincing quote-unquote fake money... Um, it's just as good as real money. But I had to learn how money worked in this journey, and I still know that that doesn't make sense. This economy must be very confusing to you. Yeah! <laughs> You'd be shocked! Oh, Alita, you look like you're shocked. Did you get a, a voltage input from maybe even possibly a new potion that's been tried out by our potion master. Oh, uh, yeah, that's me. Sorry. Uh, I'll, there's going to be an electrical current on the ground for a little bit. Just uh, nobody touch anything wool. Oh. <laughs> wow. We're wearing wool. <laughs> <laughs> My whole cloak is wool. 
This is less than <laughs> ideal. Maybe stay on the couch then. Oh, everybody on the leather couch is grounded. <laughs> the floor is the floor is electricity is the new name of the game. Well, but what do you think? We got to make some money. We got to make it fast. And Solon's got to throw somebody in jail and he's got to throw somebody in jail fast. Maybe you could throw somebody in jail who's got a reward on him. <gasps> so are it? you trying to throw somebody in jail who could possibly <laughs> make us enough money to be able to pay restitution costs to kids? It's not impossible. Have we? Was it? Do we still have the money from bringing Melody back? Yes. Yes, we do. Because we're going to give that to that one orphanage that we got rid of all of their... Uh, money that they make from people putting on live shows in the, st- in the town square. I'm still baffled by how that tax income cared for all those kids, <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. So, well, um, it's, it's a really common ingress town, so there's a lot of traveling groups that go through there. And, you know, if you're going to spend the night there, you're going to do a show. It is also possible it was just a money laundering scheme. It's just, it's like a drive through, but for performance art. Mm-hmm. Bo, how are we going to make money? I need three ideas on the table and I need them fast. I gave you two. Where's my third? Hmm. One of them is a crime and we're not going to do that one. One of them is a There are no bad ideas in ideation. It, it's the morning right now, right? As we're like walking. Yes. Are we, are we walking back somewhere or? No, you guys are in Sophia's house. Yeah, we're on the couch. The active point was that you don't want to be right, on right, the ground okay. because it is now electrified. Yeah, that's right. Is Sophia making breakfast? Sophia's making probably war crimes in bottles, so probably not at the moment. Okay. Um, war crime in a bottle. You, New. You hear uh, Koza's stomach with give out a loud growl. Um. Oh, what if we um, what if, what if we started a pancake company and we sold pancakes? Oh, uh, what do you think, Bo? We could call it the name that you keep telling me you always wanted to name a pancake company. Flatjacks. Oh, I thought you were talking about the other one where you call it Beefcakes Hamcakes. <laughs> do we have a ready and inexpensive supply of flour that's going to be kind of required to do this? Yes. The- I have. No. I have this the- massive bag of flour I bought here so that I could coat uh, me and anyone else who wanted to pretend that they were a ghost so we could pretend we were haunting Sol and I. Because we can get the water from the river and then we'll just mix it and we'll have... You really re- we'll you have, really want to get the water that runs through the, the mainline huge city that's known for industry? We'll go upriver. I'm not a savage. Yeah, stop subtweeting Richmond. <laughs> uh, I'm, just, I'm just saying... Like, yeah. You, look, you look, how long? How long is it gonna start? Is it gonna take us to get this pancake company started? What's, Probably. Okay, what's our this minimum, is taking what, too long. What's our minimum viable pancake? <laughs> Kosa's stomach does another loud growl. Um, we could get jobs, but that's gonna it's take a while. International House of Nonsense. Oh, we could get jobs. Is. We could get the newspaper, and we could be like. Well, I qualified to be a ball boy. Now I'm on the uh, track to be a professional athlete. Someday, maybe I'll get there. And then all of a sudden, my pool will lose all its ladders. (laughs) I was about to be like, are you referencing The Sims? (laughs) That was like a deep cut Sims reference. Alina, we're not talking about Sims. We're talking about real life. (laughs) 
Well, is uh, is a Simba kind of pastry? Because we could also right, sell breakfast to... pastries. That would be really good. We need to get Koza food. I feel like we'll get better ideas once we get Koza food. Here, Koza. Here's a bag of flour. <laughs> eat <laughs> it. Eat it straight from eat the Eat all bag. of it. Don't eat that. Raw flour is unsanitary. Koza already has, like, a mouthful of flour. <laughs> okay. 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 That's... I'm going to go out. I'm going to go get us some food. When I come back, please have a sane reasonable idea for how we can make more money. Uh, Koza has a ghost tongue. (laughs) (laughs) Your tongue's haunted. Okay, I'm going to go now and get food. It really spooks people out. Didn't we didn't we get a bunch of money inside the copper temple? I feel like we found money inside the copper temple. I mean, Maybe pennies. Yeah, boat guy, guy who, guy who lifts money off of the worship altar. Like it was copper, we could make a lot of pennies. I'm sorry. Are you implying that you're gonna go into the copper temple and start scraping the walls for resource? I mean, people do it with pipes in abandoned houses all the time. Let's get in there, yeah, take it- that copper, go to the recycling center. It's ho- it's a holy. Get us a fat stack space, of ones. So we'll be ready to go. Yeah, they're not excavating. They're not excavating metal from like a holy site. <laughs> Solonar Solonar pulls three large copper gears out of his bag and he's like, "Well, I haven't hawked these yet. So if I sell these, like that'll make us some money. And then I feel like we found money in there. And then cuz we don't need that much money, right? Like we're we're trying to cover the expense. What is what do kids cost? Um, I was at I the was orphanage. Low, I was pretty low cost growing up, but I think that's because I kept stealing all my own food. Um, children are really expensive. I think. Oh Crap. my god, we could sell kids. <laughs> oh wait, no, no. I think oh, no. Never mind. No, that one didn't work. Alita immediately put her hands over her eyes. <laughs> Alita has gone to fetch breakfast foods and is not here for this travesty. I, mean, I fell Alita from a long ways away. Sneeze. Is there any way we could just? Oh, that'd be unpleasant. Reestablish the walls. <gasps> oh, then we could give the money that we've collected from Melody. We could give a big chunk of that to the kids here. Then we could reestablish that law and haunt it, and then. We would we we wouldn't need to give all of that money to the orphanage because they could start raising their own money again. Speaking of raising their own money, that gave me an idea. Bo, you remember that time that we were traveling and you said to me, you looked at me, you looked at me dead in the eyes, and you said, Yo, Hannes, if there's one thing I can tell you and I can tell you for sure, it's that children need to get jobs. You can hand kids money and you can hand them a toy, but that's not going to teach them personal discipline and they're not going to give them sustainability. You can give them that. You can give a kid to toy and he's happy for a day. You teach a kid to toy and he's happy for the rest of his life. Well, I mean, yeah, you know, kids do really need to learn responsibility at a young age, but also, also they need an opportunity to learn and, you know, to have fun with those toys that you teach them to be. Why don't we create a lemonade stand, make it successful, and then hand it off to the kids? 
According to this, it actually was uh, Cinderdale. So you want to create part-time jobs for the kids and then take the money up front and then give it to them. Yeah, and also then we give them the business. And then they own the lemonade stand that's doing well. <laughs> oh, I'll give them the business. Um, eh, give them the business. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think we probably want to find something a little bit more lucrative than a lemonade stand, but I'm not opposed to the idea. Okay, what do you think would be more lucrative? Because I feel mm. like this is where it's at. If we can create a successful business... Um, and I would like the business to be a co-op. <laughs> I think it's important that the orphans own the business. As mm -hmm. employees. I mean, somebody's got to be in charge, though. They're not going to be able to manage it themselves. Well, back back when I was running with kids in this area, it was the largest and toughest kid that was in charge because he could just put people in headlocks and choke them out if they got, like, you know, they got too mouthy or whatever. So, um, you know, whoever, uh, whoever the biggest kid is that's part of what no, we're creating... Um, that's the one that would be in charge, naturally, I would think. Uh, no, 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 it should be... It, it's it's not up to... It's the, the children, as as the the owners of the company, will choose their own um, leadership. I think we're getting a little bit too far down this mega company for the children road. Uh, we, need to, we need to kind of figure out something with a little bit of a quicker return. Because we're well, going to have to go all the way back there, make a company, make it successful take money, and then give it to the kids. Oh, I thought we were making a company here and reestablishing the financial system in, uh... I think it was... I think it was Cinderdale is where that God, was. there's too many kids we owe money to. <laughs> <laughs> well, we... Soon they're gonna form their own crime syndicate and send somebody to come break your kneecaps. We gotta stop making problems for orphans. Orphans are very financially needy. Oh my gosh. Boat, here's what we're going to do. I have an even more brilliant plan than the last. Lay it on me. What if, hear me out, we go find the best popcorn factory in all of Tinkerhaven and we say, hey, popcorn place, are you got the best popcorn but not enough sales? Well, guess who's the best at selling popcorn? That's right, it's children. Oh, no. I mean, we could do that for cookies or scholastic books or all kinds of different things. Look, it's, it, it writes itself, Boat. I feel like this is the way that we give back to the family. Johannes, you're in charge of starting this business. You, you leave it to me. I do a salute. Leave it to me, Captain, uh, the guard captain Boat of Palabar. I will make sure that the children are employed. Okay, I'm going to go to the popcorn factory and then maybe to other businesses and see if they need a sales force. Uh, let me know when you've got your friends locked up in prison, Solonar. Yeah, we'll, we'll see if it comes to that. Johannes is going to go look for the popcorn factory that exists now. Solonar, what are you going to go do? Uh, Solonar is going to go to one of the bars that is likely to have kicked Lockout recently and see if he can locate Lock that way. Koza, what are you doing? I've given up on waiting for breakfast. Um, so You've gone back to eating out of the bag of flour. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to go uh, 
venture forth into the city, trying to find a breakfast place. Ah, yes, the International House of Breakfast that exists and is a thing. IHOB. <laughs> IHOB. Uh, similar yet legally distinct from a national and well-known pancake chain. Wait, mm-hmm. I, I actually, I think they did that ad campaign No, it was at burgers. Yeah. It, was not, it wasn't breakfast. Yeah, but, it, but they were IHOB. Legally distinct. Oh, obviously, it would be IHOS, the International House of Soups. That just makes sense. It's like three S's. All right. <laughs> Boat, what are you doing, buddy? Boat is also going to go look for breakfast because he is exhausted by this endless conversation of us trying to start a business to make money in a day. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure what's going on with that one. But uh, so the two of you are going to go out searching for your breakfast, but we are going to start with Solinar, who has been going from bar to bar looking for Locke. It is very early in the day, so most of the bars will be closed. What is your what is your solution here? Hmm. I mean, if it's real early in the day, bars are closed, then uh, what Solinar needs is a low rent hotel hostel sort of situation somewhere somewhere where the rooms are just devastatingly cheap all right yes the tinkerhaven capsule hotels that i've now decided are there uh <laughs> just go uh, ahead you can leave and then just head down the street to tinker habara <laughs> and buy all the latest gear oriented technological gadgets God, I'm so excited for when Tinkerhaven finally masters the art of giant pilotable uh, exoskeletons that you can use for fighting. Gundam Haven. <laughs> I'm going to have you roll investigation for oh, me. Boy. <laughs> to find a giant robot? <laughs> yes. But they're everywhere. I got a 24 for investigation for finding the absolute, the the right level of CD. For hotel and also somewhere Locke would actually stay and not be like, oh, this is gross even for me. I like that you think that Locke has standards. So, Lenart, you are going to come across a small hostel that, while inexpensive based off of the blackboard that is set outside its door, does seem to be... Yeah, it's like a cafe special game, that's why... (laughs) It does seem relatively clean and maintained, if, again, a little bit old and a little bit run down. You walk inside and you are treated to not a desk, as you would sort of expect, but a walled off space that has a sliding door that hits from about the chest up. Basically, remember those like... Like like in old timey movies about New York, there's that guy that sits behind like the mesh wall yeah it's that but medieval it's so that people can't walk in here and just lob beer bottles at him i guess or something taker haven's a rough town man so you're going to enter and there is going to be a dwarvish woman who is sitting there and what appears to be counting out her take of the yesterday solonar is just going to kind of like uh approach but not quickly he's going to kind of meander over She's going to quietly scoop all of her coins into a bag, put a bag into a drawer, and you hear it audibly lock. She's going to turn to you. Hello, can I help you with something, dear? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking for a guy. 
Um, he's he's mostly descript by his style choices, which involve uh, not having a shirt on, but instead wearing a red scarf. Goes by the name Locke usually. Oh, this is a specific person. Yeah, I'm. I see. I'm not just looking for a man. Anyway, she's going to like look through your ledger. Well, I will tell you, I don't have anyone here by that name, but I don't think most of the names on here are real. Yeah, that's why I said most of the time, and was more focused on his his aesthetic choices. You'd, I feel like, unless you weren't here when he checked in, you'd remember a guy who walked in with pants, no shirt, and a red scarf. I, I. <laughs> Uh, pants and no shirt does not narrow it down significantly. Um, it doesn't? Me... What? What no, is your clientele not... like? I'll go look at my ledger and see what I can find. Stay right here. She's gonna get up and she's gonna go to the back. The doorway of which is obscured by this, like, thick broadcloth. As you wait, we are going to mosey on over to your... The two of your search for breakfast, which, again... The search for breakfast takes up a weird amount of time on this podcast about fantasies and dragons and swords and magic. You can't bring dragons back on an empty stomach and you got to carb load early in the day. Can't bring dragons back without pancakes. Yeah. What time of day is it, by the way? Morning. Uh, Like brunch morning or? um... It's brunch morning because it was dawn when you guys got out of the sewer. Then you got back to Sophia's house and crashed. So it's now, you know, 1130 ish. All right, what, uh, paint me a word picture of, uh, the, the city that we're in and the, what eateries and establishments stand before us. So the area that you find yourself in is sort of the Champs-Élysées of Tinkerhaven. There are many bright cafes that have little metal tables and little metal chairs with little umbrellas set out. There are pastries. You can smell coffee just all throughout this area. You can see people going to little market stalls to get fruit and pastries. You can see some people going into tailor shops. You can see other people who are going into general stores and trinket shops. And everyone here is very relaxed and well-dressed, which sort of gives it an air of affluence. I'd like to um, just see if I can spy something that looks a little bit bit sort of like a greasy spoon diner um you know whatever the equivalent might be around here just someplace where you can go get a nice big old plate of hash browns with cheese a big old ham steak and maybe maybe a couple pancakes all right so you're looking for waffle house i'm not looking for waffle house thank you very much i am looking for perhaps a dwight's or mclean's or something like that I was so expecting you to say, I'm not looking for Waffle House. I'm looking for Crepe Hut. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds, that's too fancy. Oh, I am descending into madness very, very strongly. All right. So you're going to pass all of these lovely cafes with their beautiful awnings and their colorful tapestries. And you're going to take a couple of left turns and head down this alleyway where you are going to find not a greasy spoon per chance, but what appears to be a tavern that you can smell pork coming out of. Okay. All right. Um, is Koza, Koza, is Koza still following me? 
I should hope so. Oh, I don't think we established that. <laughs> well, I, I basically put you two together because you're both searching for breakfast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I guess it's a following. Okay. Uh, what's the name of the tavern? There is none. There's no name. Is, it's just some nameless pork restaurant. Is is this the, af- <laughs> the aforementioned McLean's? Is there a, a bald, burly guy behind the counter that's like, hey, pal, welcome to the party. Hey, pal, welcome to the party. <laughs> Come over to the bar. Have a few laughs. <laughs> I actually like the idea that this is like a themed, like, tourist trap restaurant. You have to enter every it. Every time by, they go in. You have to enter it by climbing through a vent. <laughs> And every time you go in, the hostess goes, hey, guy, welcome to the party. Like the same way that whenever you walk into a Moe's, they all have to scream, welcome to Moe's at you. <laughs> when they bring you your silverware, they, they leave you with a sign that says, now I have a knife. Ha, ha, ha. All right. That's what's happening now, because that's hilarious. And I'm, I'm willing to commit to this. OK, let's. Let's uh, overlook the the heart disease and cholesterol issues of a like greasy spoon ham and pork diner that's going after a diehard theme. <laughs> oh, you're going to die hard. All right. Oh, your arteries will. <laughs> it's like a more tasteful version of the heart attack grill. OK, well, let me let me uh, let me like tape a knife and fork to the snake spot on my back so I can pull it out as soon as I walk in there. <laughs> Do, do they have pancakes? Of course really they do. Little. Okay. Are we trying to make, make a scene? No, I'm not trying to make a scene. I'm trying to make a breakfast. Uh, okay. <laughs> is there an empty table? There is. There are actually several because, again, this is like brunch time and this is this is a themed restaurant that apparently specializes in pork and dated movie references. It's timeless. When your waiter comes with your check, you have to throw him off the top of the building. <laughs> and then Carl Winslow then Carl Winslow shoots his lackey. I was gonna say, of course there is uh pancakes. They call it the Nakatomi Plaza. <laughs> you two are able to sit and order your food. It is brought to you in a timely manner and it comes out fine. It's decent food. It comes out hot. It's not anything that you would write home to ba- about, but at the same time, it is sustenance and it is edible and it is acceptable. Good old diner food. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> diner food. It's acceptable. I'm going to. I'm meeting some. It's my new tagline. I'm meeting some old coworkers for brunch on Saturday at Shoney's. So I'm getting hyped up for questionable breakfast. Shoney's home of the questionable breakfast since 1969. It's just Shoney's and then it says breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) My last digression of the episode, when I was a kid, there was a Shoney's in my hometown and we went there a lot. And uh, I signed up for uh, my parents signed me up for like the Shoney Bear birthday thing. So every every year on my birthday, Shoney Bear would send me a little postcard that had a coupon for a free kids meal at Shoney's. And I would go and then I would get a couple suckers. And then eventually I got a little stuffed Shoney Bear there. It was very nice. I have good memories of Shoney's. Shoney Bears also had a comic book. Mm-hmm. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, just just as a note, it was a promotional thing they did. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, uh, so Koza, um I think now that we can get away from Johannes a little bit, we can put a little bit more concentrated brain power toward this uh, money-making idea. Uh, 
I honestly don't really think there's a path forward based <laughs> on making money. We we need to restore the 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 same tax policies that had already existed. That means we're gonna have to go and lobby. If that's the way that we need to do it, then that's what we'll have to do. Well, let me tell you how the world works, Koza. I know you grew up in your your ivory tower with your nobility, but lobbying takes money just as much as everything else. We're gonna have to make money to to pay off officials, or we're gonna have to get money to put in the mouths and pockets of those wee babes. We just gotta. We're just gonna have to make money one way or the other. Then, um, it sounds like you have your work cut out for you. Ah. Johannes, you are going to follow a trail of popcorn that will lead you to an incredibly cheerful looking factory. While, again, this is a little bit on the old timier side, so you're not entirely sure how OSHA compliant it is. The smell of salt and butter and sugar sort of wafts from it. Mm. Salt and butter and sugar, the three ingredients to gainful employment. (laughs) Hey, you're not wrong. I knock upon the door with the popcorn knocker. Pop, pop, pop. Yes. So it basically kind of looks like a jiffy pop that hangs down and you just kind of take it and slam it against the door. Yeah. So a small little slot opens and a man that you can see just enough of his face to see that he's a little bit older. He's a little bit on the heavier side. His brow has been furrowed so many times that it's got like a permanent indent and he has a twisted mustache. What brings you here? Uh, popcorn and the gainful employment of uh, the country's youth. Well, we do have popcorn here, but we don't employ the youths. Oh, well, then I've got good news for you, because I come now for popcorn and also with a business proposition. Do you have an appointment, sir? Ooh, I do not, but I could make an appointment. Wonderful. When would you like an appointment? Now. Of course! He's gonna close the thing. You're gonna hear kind of like some ste- some steps as he comes down. The large door is going to, what you think the large door is going to open, but instead swings a more person-sized door. And a gnome stands before you. What may I do for you, sir? Hello, my name is Johannes. Wonderful to meet you. Gilly Green Gear here. G- oh, sorry, run that by me one more time. <laughs> Uh, Gilly Green Gear. Gilly Green Gear. GGG. Uh, yes. You're the three G's. Uh, I, I am indeed, sir. Wow, I've heard so much about you. Owner of Green Gear Sweets, please come in, come in. I follow. He's going to usher you in to the factory, which, while not exactly as wondrous and whimsical as Willy Wonka's factory, that was a lot of W's all at once, um... It is going to be incredibly cheerful. The Everything is going to seemingly run on automation, but the automation is whimsical. Instead of just like going into a vat, it's like shaped like a big friendly jar. Instead of, you know, just kind of rotating on a gear, the gear is shaped like, you know, the round body of a little bird. Like everything's very fancy. Everything's very whimsical. Everything sort of screams like, Kinda off his rocker candy maker. GGG, 
This is the most automated whimsical factory I've ever been inside. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yes, I almost exclusively employ, uh, employ Warforged. Uh, it means that, you know, that skin oils don't make it into the goods. Whoa. I hate skin oils. That's why I always have lots of skincare routines in order to minimize my skin oils. Ah, yes! Wonderful! I do as well! Mm. I use this lavender hand cream. Ooh, can I try some? Please do! I have much of it! Ooh. He's going to hand you a jar of lavender hand cream that you can add to your inventory. Oh, I'm gonna do that. You won't write down who got the relic, but you'll write down that you have acquired a jar of hand well, cream? Well, it depends. Who got the relic? One of these things is more important than the other to Johannes. One of them can make my hand skin not age as quick. And smell like lavender. And the other one is heavy. <laughs> okay, I've, I've, uh, well, let me just pocket it. Can I keep this? Of course! Ooh, I'm gonna pocket it. It has a nice smell of lavender, but it feels like butter. But it's not butter. You. I can't believe it! You wouldn't. I Me mean, neither. My point being, here's the deal, GGG. You make the best popcorn in all the lands. It's unquestioned. Nobody even questions it. Some people will oh, question breakfast. You. They'll say breakfast question mark. Shonies, not 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 you. Popcorn exclamation point. Yes. And so this is why I've come to you with a proposition. It's unquestionable, but people aren't eating it as often as they should. They should eat it every day with every meal. It should be, do I want popcorn? Of course I do. Uh, yes. Adopt and, the Elan diet. Yeah, and maybe a second bag for dessert. And uh, so here's the way, here's what my business proposition is. There's a lot of unemployed kids out there. And not only that, but they're the best at selling things. You know how I know? Uh, how? Because one time a kid asked me if I wanted to buy something and I did every single time. And so... But it only happened once? No, no, no. It started one time, and then every time it happened, I said yes. Roll persuasion. Okay. I got, uh... What the heck is my score on this? Oh, plus five. I'm an 18. <laughs> okay. He kind of pauses and, like, rubs his mustache thoughtfully. Mm -hmm. What are you proposing? I believe that your bottom line will be highly uh, appreciative of a, of a sales force. But wh why buy experience when you can invest in the future and youth and agileness and people who can see in color, which is important for popcorn sales, and also maybe even people who uh, might have a growth spurt and then they can sell at higher levels. I'm willing to listen to your pitch, sir. Great. I'm, I, I have many questions. Perfect. Well, I've got many answers and most of them might even be acceptable.
Quid Pro Roll is a co-production of Alpha Comics and Games with Goblins and Growlers. Our audio production and all original music composition is provided by Gabriel Perez. He can be found at Amethyst Audiomancer on Instagram. The voice of Alita and our DM for the podcast is Alex Smith. She can be found at Alpha Comic Games on Twitter. The voice of Charles Gravyboat Barnes is Brandon Dingus. He can be found at Way of Brandalore on Twitter. The voice of Eek and Koza are Chapman Adams. He can be found at What Are Birds on Instagram. The voice of Johannes is Alan. He can be found at The Dungeon Meowster on Instagram. And finally, the voice of Solinar is me, Josh Maltby, and I can be found at BlackCloakDM on Twitter. Thanks so much for listening. All right, so what we're going to do... Uh, no, I was about to reference a much deeper cut anime that not only would nobody get, but would also like I might get say it. weird things about my childhood. Alex, this is the one chance you have to just throw that out into the ether and see if one person goes... Oh, cool. That dude made a timely Anvil reference, the 80s Canadian band. (laughs) Like, you just throw it out. I mean, like, what's the worst that happens? It just continues to float until an alien hears it 100 years from now? It's just, it's it's a particularly weird anime. I know anime that you don't, so. I know you know anime I don't. Called out. Prove it, Alex. Throw it down with him. Of course you know anime I don't. Anime battle, go. (laughs) Is that the fight here? I'm just saying. I'm just saying, stop being like, oh, you wouldn't know. It's very no, it's underground. No, it's not that you wouldn't know. It's that it's embarrassing that I know. Alex, because it's a- out yourself. I'll be the judge of that. What is 170 it? episodes in. Now the, let the people know. <laughs> I was going to make a like weird reference to Maze the Megaburst Space, because that's the weirdest giant mech anime I can think of. Okay, I am familiar with it, but when I think of Maze as the anime, I think of the vaguely fantasy-oriented one that does it's the same it's the same series is, is it really it is the same because i only series. saw the ovas and i don't remember yeah. any giant robots yeah there there's a big giant mech in it mm-hmm. the same way that there are big giant mechs in magic knight ray earth that everyone forgets magic knight all right magic knight ray earth was not good i rewatched magic knight ray earth about okay, six years ago on. because right. i had a, the vhs no no, set no keep it. it going don't you dare yeah. get in josh <laughs> yeah yeah if nobody Hold complains on. about people talking about bands during our pre-roll conversations <laughs> alex and i can talk about this for a second magic knight ray earth <laughs> really wanted to be something like a cross between sailor moon and project echo and it failed on both fronts did you read the manga at all or did you just of course watch the not anime? i i oh. Am a it's it's six volumes for both seasons. I'm sorry that I thought you had time to read three I was, books. I grew up in southern West Virginia in the 90s. I did not have access to manga. <laughs> Valid and fair. I will say, if you only watch the anime, I will accept this take. Okay, I'm okay, t- everyone, everyone, it's a close bout, but I want everybody here. We gotta decide by decision. Josh, who won? Don't you, you're not allowed to not marry him if he doesn't pick you. Josh, who won? <laughs> I think the better, I think the better way to handle this is audience. If you also think Magic Knight's Ray Earth is a subpar magical girl anime, uh, you can tweet thumbs up at quid roll. Right, real quick. Josh, who do you think, give me a letter. Brandon or Alex, B-R-A, A or B, we're A-B testing, go. I, uh, I- I don't think so. Here's the problem. I've Josh, never give me seen, a I've never seen Magic Knight Ray Earth. I know nothing. I know Josh, nothing. it doesn't matter. You don't have to know anything. Who won? The bout. <laughs>
If look, Josh, if look. Josh is admitting he knows nothing, then that means he is siding with Alex. See, here's the situation. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. No, if, pump the brakes. I beg your pardon. Because you're wrong. So if he, do, if he's like, I don't know, then he's wrong too. I vote Brandon. I put one in for B. Chapman, A or B? Uh, C. Well, well now you have to defend he's yourself. He's voting for himself. Defend yourself. <laughs> he's voting for himself. You're in the ring now, Chapman. Uh, Chapman's gonna cartwheel uh, in with well I liked Big O I did like Big O Big O like a rope it's a big robot Big O is Batman with giant robots which is great as long as nobody's in here trying to say Megas XLR needs to be in this conversation no (laughs) Megas XLR does not need to be in this conversation I don't know Gabe wants to get in on that (laughs) 